This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some really incredible ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call, or if you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan, maybe you're someone that's created your plan yourself, or you might not have even started. In any of those cases, we can help, and it's completely complimentary. You can set up a virtual or in-person appointment. You'll be able to see our calendar and book that directly right at Retirement Ready Show. And for our great friends in Wisconsin, we also have some upcoming evening workshops a couple weeks out after the holidays. We're all done for this year. But January 3rd and 4th, right after we bring in the new year, we're going to be out in Hubertus, 630, talking about inflation, where we are with the economy, what we think is happening with interest rates, rising taxes, but more importantly, some strategies to help protect yourself. Those rooms do fill up, so we do need folks to register ahead of time. We had a couple of great groups out just this last week, a couple of full rooms, so we do need folks to register ahead of time. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. What what are we settling in? Silver Fox or what? I'm not uh, giving myself. I don't know. You got those steely blue eyes. I mean, pretty handsome guy. Thank you. So (laughs) talking to Brad and he's like, yeah, the radio show. Tony usually teases me for the whole hour. So now it's moving on to teasing (laughs) me. You get Brad in here and tease him. You've been here long enough, buddy. It's the teasing (laughs) season now, right? It's nice teasing. I've had worse than that. That's right. That's right. Well, fun time of year. I, I finally, I caught up to you, Randy. I'm all done Christmas shopping. Awesome. Feels good, doesn't it? I haven't it? quite received everything yet, but it's being shipped and in the process, so hopefully I don't have any hiccups there. We got through our cards uh, last weekend, so we uh, went to a place that had all-you-can-drink mimosas, which my wife really enjoys, so we did our cards, and a few people stopped by, and they saw us working, and they're like, man, what a great idea. Can I bring my cards? Like, yeah, sure. Bring them over. <laughs> Why not? Come on over. <laughs> took a couple of hours. Mimosa, but, uh, cards, yeah. tough to beat, right? Yeah. Well, last week, Randy, I want to quickly remind everybody we are teamed up with Toys for Tots again. And this is the last week, December 14th is the deadline. If you want to help those in need this holiday season, we are an official drop-off site for Toys for Tots. Again, now until December 14th, we'll be collecting new unwrapped toys at our Waukesha and Mequon locations. And we'd love it if you'd help us spread the joy to children. Boy, we've uh, had quite a response. We've been getting a lot of, a lot yeah. of toys from clients, community members. It's been awesome. And maybe, you know, for people tuning in, if you're maybe considering a new job for 2024, we do have some great positions open. We've been so fortunate to have so many incredible families in the community decide they want to join the Drake and Associates family. We're looking for some new, really great advisors and some folks that can really love on our clients, provide an ultimate client experience in our customer service department. So if you feel like you have some experience in this industry and would love to, uh, I know we, we do have some other folks from different companies that tune in. Yes. So <laughs> if you're thinking about maybe exploring a new opportunity, it's just a conversation. Uh, we, we'd love to sit down and talk to you, explain to you what we do and how we do it and see if we might be a fit for each other. Yeah, that'd be great. 
Always great to find some new team members, but great show, uh, Randy. I think a great question, you know, and this is probably a, a form of a question we ask every week is, are you set for retirement? And I think so many people, including those on the cusp of retirement or newly retired, believe that they're not. And that's the takeaway from a recent survey by the respected Alliance for Lifetime Income. This is a nonprofit that undertook a really big study. They researched over 2,500 consumers seeking their insight on retirement readiness. And some of the responses to these pressing questions might indeed surprise you. So today I want to share those exact questions, follow some of the collective answers from the survey. And our aim is really to, to couple valuable insights on retirement planning. Hopefully we'll have a little fun this week, Randy. So folks, I, I hope you stick around, engage how your own retirement preparedness uh, will align with the, uh, those of your fellow Americans. And when I think about the survey questions and findings, it might leave someone pondering about their own retirement path. And and today we're going to do more than just explore these survey questions and answers. My aim is to equip you with tangible strategies and valuable insights to really help increase your retirement readiness. However, we'd really like to do this and work alongside with you. So love to help you there. But Randy, let's jump into the survey. There were some uh Key findings here we'll go through, and then we can jump into some of the questions. Sounds good. This was interesting. So if you're a baby boomer nearing retirement or recently entered this new chapter, know that you're in really good company. Every single day, there are 10,000 fellow baby boomers stepping away from their professional lives. And here's a wild number. By next year, 2024, this tidal wave peaks with a daily count reaching 12,000 retirees per day. 12,000. That's amazing. Big number. It is a massive number. It's the year when more Americans will celebrate their 65th birthday than ever before in history. Now, let's talk about the, the Alliance for Protected Retirement Income study. This isn't just any study. It's a comprehensive look at the evolving retirement planning scheme, diving deep into how attitudes and strategies towards retirement are you know, definitely shifting from generation to generation. And their research zoomed in on how Americans, maybe Americans just like you, are reshaping their retirement savings approaches. They connected with over 2,500 individuals aged 45 to 75, all boasting at least 150000 in investable assets. Now, if you're curious how you stacked up, how do your retirement concerns and preparations compare to the study? Let's dive in. I'll present many of the same questions as the study posed, giving you a chance to maybe ask yourself and figure out where you stand. And as we journey through these questions and you mull over your responses, we can share some insights that we've gained over the last several decades in the industry where I've had the privilege of helping guide folks just like you as they transition into retirement. Now, first question, Randy, how do consumers and investors feel about their finances after 2022? What, what What's your best guess? What do you think that? Well, it was in, um, 2022 was a rough year. Yeah. Um, 2023 has been a little more bumpy, but it's had some upside and downside. So I think people are taking a look at, especially people close to retirement are taking a look at, do I want to be on this roller coaster ride anymore? Do I want to, I want to have a little bit more stability and predictability. So that's kind of what I've seen. They're not enjoying the ride anymore. No, and, and to your point, 2022 was a rough ride. Um, it was the rockiest year for global stocks and, and bonds in over a decade. And I've been doing this for a while, Randy. I know you have too. Mm -hmm. We won't date ourselves here. <laughs> but 
But I can tell you it's pretty uncommon to see both equities and bonds take a hit at the same time. It, I think you could kind of see it coming in our industry. We know that that when bond prices, when interest rates go down, bond prices go up. So we had a really good run in bonds for quite a while. But when interest rates are basically at zero, there's not much room for them to go. So we could see that it was coming at some point. We didn't think it would happen quite as quickly as it did when when interest rates went up, that bonds were going to suffer. But then to have that happen at the same year that bonds were down, a lot of people thought there's there's no safe haven. Right. That makes it really difficult. And you know, I, I think that turbulence definitely affects how people feel and their confidence, right? I mean, if you think back to how you felt that year, maybe the even a majority of 2023, you know, it's pretty, pretty turbulent. And if you're looking at your statements, that can be pretty nerve wracking. Um, here's a question to ponder, one that's uh, really central to our confidence as you look towards retirement. Do you believe your savings will last for as long as you live? Now, take a moment. And think about how you would respond to that, because it isn't just a, a random question. It could very well be at the heart of our retirement concerns. And I know, Randy, that question comes in different forms, but this is really the, the kind of at the heart of what people are concerned about as they're kind of transitioning into this new chapter of life. Right. Uh, our fellow advisor, Brad, has a saying, a lot of people have a portfolio, but not many people have a plan. So when you got this this bucket of money or the multiple buckets of money, you can't put it in context. So there's the, I always really enjoy our, our second meeting when we come back with a new family and take, do our analysis and take a look at it. And we tell them most of the time we say, you're going to be fine. Not only are you going to be fine, you can retire earlier. You can spend more, you can save less, start that you're, you're shifting things. Your shifting goes from, am I going to be okay to how am I going to share this with my loved ones? How am I going to gift it? You know, what charities can I get involved with? And I love to see that there's kind of a point in time where, you know, it's before I knew I was okay. And until after I knew I was going to be okay. And I guess we're, we're kind of in a little bubble here because we've been doing this for so long, but I'm amazed at how many people do not have a plan. Personally, I mean, I wouldn't get in my car and say, okay, I'm just driving and uh, hopefully we'll end up where we want to go. You have a destination, you have a map, you have a GPS that's going to make adjustments. But a lot of people, they say that people spend more time planning their vacation than they spend planning their retirement. So planning is so essential. And to me, it gives you so much peace of mind, even for people that are scared that what if it's not good? Well, we want to identify that, that we can fix it. I've never met anybody. It's like, hey, we can't help you. There's nothing we can do. Sometimes you give news you, that maybe they don't want to receive. You need to work a little longer, save a little more, but you put a plan in place to address the issue and, and just the, the comfort that people feel knowing that, yeah, I am going to be okay. I think it comes down to having that plan, right? Yes. And, and sometimes sometimes those meetings, to your point, are really fun. It's, hey, you can retire yesterday, and sometimes it, it is tougher news. But I think there's some freedom in just knowing what the answer is based on math, not based on opinion or thought, but just based on math. Here's you know, here's the plan. And that can bring about a lot of freedom for the folks surveyed. Randy, the response was quite revealing. A majority, 51% to be precise, did not believe their savings would see them through. That leaves only 49% who felt confident they'd avoid depleting their nest egg during their lifetime. And that's pretty striking, particularly when you think about being potentially retirees most significant fear and I, I know we hear this a lot it can come in a lot of different versions and I think sometimes and it might be maybe the fault of the media Randy I think everybody knows my opinion the, the media can be a little sensational I'll be gentle and call it sensational good word but I think for many years there was this uh, I remember even a commercial with, with retirees walking around there was a bubble that popped out of their head with a number and 
you know, the the number I think is sometimes a little misleading because a lot of people come in and say, you know, Tony, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? What they're really asking about is retirement income. They just may not realize that's what they're asking. Some mm-hmm. do, some don't, but they're really asking, am I going to have the income I need to survive inflationary periods like we're going through to survive market downturns? All the fun stuff, bucket list stuff. Am I going to be able to do those things even if the market's not cooperating in a year? You know, am I going to outlive it? Am I going to have the income into my 90s or if I, you know, live past 100? And I think those are all really important questions, but it really comes down to having that income plan that's stress tested, put through these different kind of market cycles that can happen, beat up a little bit, you know, using conservative rates of return, aggressive rates of inflation. And then you can finally answer that question. But I think that that question is very common. And that's something that we do solve in our retirement ready roadmap. But uh, great topic this week, we're talking about retirement income. And the Allianz for um, Retirement Income had a great landmark study, talked to 2,500 people on some really, I think, valuable questions to think about. I hope they're great questions that people tuning in can ask themselves today. And we'll also talk about some of the responses to see how you you line up. But the next pressing concern that's been making headlines and probably, excuse me, weighing on retirees' mind is inflation. And it's possible domino effect, you know, when it comes to a recession, when we spend, when we use that spending power and that gets squeezed, right? Cause we just can't buy as much with that dollar. It's undeniable that it casts shadows over our retirement plans. So the survey poised a really important question to gauge the pulse on this. How concerned are you that rising inflation will reduce your spending power in retirement? So think about that one for a second and maybe how you would answer it. And Randy, you meet with so many great families here in the community. I I imagine this is a a really pressing concern for everybody. Yeah, that's a big one. And we usually have an interesting conversation about it because the group that's the least affected, at least in my opinion, by inflation is seniors. Because think about it, if you're retired, there's a good chance you've got your house paid off. You're not worried about the mortgage rates going up if you're going to be, you know, refinancing. You've probably got the big purchases that you've made. You know, you're, you're less affected by it. And there's even some positives. If you've got money in the in the bank, you've got it in a CD, you're probably earning a little bit more interest rate. So it really has a more detrimental effect on the younger people. But that doesn't make you feel any better about it when you're at the, at the pump or, or buying food. But again, it comes back to the plan. We always factor inflation into the plan. We've got a 100-year history of inflation, and uh, the average has been about 3.27%, to be precise. Um, but uh, you know, the last 20 years, it's been below that. Other than the last couple of years, it's above that. So as long as you factored in and have a plan for it, it, it shouldn't be something you're using sleep over. It's just, again, the media can you know make it very dramatic and interesting, so they increase listeners, not increase people's uh, ability to sleep well at night. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, sleeping well at night is a... Nice thing, especially in retirement. And I, I think we always joke around, and maybe it's not really joking, but you know, our, our goal is to help people feel more comfortable. And I, and I think when you have a really well-built retirement plan, a retirement-ready roadmap, 
and not just maybe well constructed, Randy, but also one that that the family understands and they get what's happening. And that's one of the things I'm always so impressed with the advising team here. I think sometimes these concepts can feel pretty heavy, pretty daunting, pretty confusing. If you're not into mm-hmm. this stuff, you and I are kind of math nerds, so we love this stuff. But you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And I, I think you guys do such an incredible job of explaining it in a way that people can understand it at different, you know, maybe interest or education levels on the topic. And when when you have that well-constructed plan and it's understood, you know, I think it does bring about that reality that, okay, I don't have to stare at these statements. I know these bad periods are accounted for, high inflation is accounted for, and and I, I don't have to, you know, I can enjoy retirement and not worry about the money. And I mm-hmm. think that's really the ultimate goal. Can we get to a spot where we're not worrying about the money and we are just enjoying retirement? And that's that's really the name of the game. Now, when we look back to that that survey, Randy, the results were quite telling. A whopping 87% of respondents, 87% indicated they were either extremely, very, or somewhat worried right, about their spending power and retirement due to inflation. Now, it's clear that the specter of inflation is looming large in the minds of many right now, causing uncertainty over the comfort and lifestyle that they've envisioned, you know, for their retirement. So, you know, I I think inflation is real. And I, I don't know about you, Randy, but when I think about all the many years that I've worked with people, from time to time, we get people that come in, that I would say are kind of DIY, do-it-yourselfers. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that, especially if you take the time to learn it. But it can be challenging in retirement because there are so many different factors that are going on. And one of the most common mistakes I see when, I, when I'm when i reviewing somebody, sometimes they bring in spreadsheets or whatever, oftentimes they forgot to account for inflation on their income needs, or maybe they've used a number that's just too low. And it's not really going to account for because I think, oh, boy, how could it really go up that much? But it can and does. I mm-hmm. mean, think about just your first gallon of gas. I mean, mine was 74 cents, right? I mean, gas, you know, has gone up quite a bit over the years. And obviously that swings a bit. But milk, eggs, you can pick anything. And and things do get more expensive. And oftentimes they also forget to to account for the power of taxes. You know, the reality is if you're like most Americans and you have most of your wealth, in these retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, or accounts like those, that has a big old IOU stamp on it from the IRS. And those are two areas that are easy to overlook. Yeah, the, the missing inflation in the plan is a big one because I think people realize compound interest, how beneficial it is to you when you're saving. But when you have the same thing just in reverse uh, when there's inflation. So to, to, to delve into some of our math geekiness, there's something called the rule of 72, so if you take the interest rate that you're earning on your money and divide it into 72, it'll tell you how long it takes your money to double. So if you're earning 10%, divide 72 by 10, it'll take 7.2 years. So let's say our inflation is at 7%, so we can do the same thing. So 72 divided by 7, 10 years. In 10 years, what you're paying for something is going to double. Now, inflation isn't level, but you can take a look at that and say, wow, what I'm paying 5 bucks for now is going to cost me 10 bucks in 10 years. So if you don't factor that in, that's where people can get into trouble uh, because you're kind of like not having enough gas for the trip. You know, you need to factor in that there may be some delays and we're going to be at stops. If you just had a straight shot all the way there, maybe a, one tank will get you there. But again, you got to factor in inflation as part of the, the retirement decision, because if you don't, the, the effects are going to be uh, not as good. Yeah. And the good news, I think, you know, there are ways to account for inflation and deal with that. And there are ways if you're saying, hey, Tony, I am one of those Americans that have the vast majority of my retirement wealth in my 401k, you know, 
IRA kind of retirement plans, right? Pre-tax retirement plans. And you might think, boy, I wish I would have known this 30 years ago when I was working. For most people, it's not too late, right? And when we think about taxes, if you think back to the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, it did reduce taxes, double the standard deduction. So we have a couple of years left here. We know that those rates are going back to the old rates in January 26. So we have a couple of years here. Think of it as we're going to make a conscious decision to prepay the taxes at today's lower rates to pay a lower rate, right? And that doesn't even account for the whole concept of, you know, our debt as a country. I mean, if you really want to scare yourself, go to usdebtclock.org, and it's a live clock. That don't shows do it before you, you go to bed. No, no. <laughs> or don't do it if you don't want to get upset. But um, it's a live clock that shows you the country's debt, and it breaks it down per citizen, per taxpayer, and it's some really startling numbers. But when you think about that and you look at taxes historically, I think there's a strong argument to say they, they're going to need to go up even beyond what they're going to go up in 2026. Sure. So lots of great ways to handle it. Another tax situation that I think a lot of married couples don't realize Right. Remember, when you're married, you're married filing jointly as a tax status that allows you to have more income in lower tax brackets. Right. So it's not uncommon for us to see meet somebody that did not do appropriate tax planning and the first spouse passes away. Now that remaining spouse, the widow, has to switch to filing as a single. And that is not a favorable position to be in from a tax perspective. So you really want to think about that. There's some great ways to do it. That particular problem is much harder to solve once that first spouse passes. So it's a lot better to plan for it ahead of time. I understand, Randy, because I file single. I, I feel the pain. So if anybody's looking out there, maybe we can <laughs> get married just so we could marry finally jointly. We'd have some tax benefit. No, I'm We're going to get but, a lot of calls now. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we'll get too many, Randy. We'll be safe. But but it is something to think about. But again, it's solvable with appropriate forward-looking tax planning. Kind of jumping back in, Randy, we were talking this week about this survey that's been done by this big group. They talked to 2,500 retirees and and I think, you know, they're asking some really pertinent questions and maybe questions you can ask yourself. So continuing on that theme, the survey also explored concerns about potential economic downturns. And one question they asked was, how worried are you about a recession dragging the economy down and impacting your retirement income? So again, put yourself in the shoes of these respondents and think about how you feel about this. And this is another one, Randy, I know you're hearing a lot because right. it's on everybody's minds. Yeah, it's interesting because we hear two different sides of it. So people that are coming out to check us out, they're very concerned. Uh, when we talk to our clients, they're not because we have a plan. So we know that, you know, the you got that favorite line. I love Randy. When someone says, Oh, can we do this? Is the recession going to affect you? you? Say, I don't know. Let's go to the plan. Yeah. You can just plug it in. So it's pretty easy. So we have to, we factor in all these different things. If there's the, the, the market is very, uh, Warren Buffett, he's just a quote machine. But one of my favorite ones is he says, in the short term, the market is unknowable. In the long term, it's inevitable. So if you've got a plan for market downturns, for, you know, economic cycles, they're going to happen. It's, it's, fairly predictable if you look at it over the long run and there's opportunities that present them in each one of those you know those segments when you're in recession when you're in recovery when you're in a boom economy 
it sounds funny when people get very concerned about it, but I personally don't feel there's any such thing as a bad market and even a bad economy. There are opportunities there if you have a plan, if you're not prepared. You know, it's kind of like going out, hey, we're, we're driving to Florida from uh, from the Midwest and uh, ah, we don't need a spare tire. We don't need a we don't need a full tank of gas. We don't need a map. You just head out. And then when things happen, you're you're surprised. So you know, if you prepare ahead of time and you have a plan for it, if those things if you don't have economic downturns or uh, market downturns, well, then you're even in better shape. But if you're prepared for it, it's not something you're losing sleep over. And a lot of people would tell them, okay, that the media is not giving guidance. They're not providing advice. They're trying to be dramatic so that they can that they can sell advertising. Did you have you ever, Randy, seen? I forget who did it. I forget the gentleman who was doing this for a while, but it was the Fear Index. Oh yeah, and he basically. Maybe I don't know if that was even the right title, but he, he tied it somehow to advertising rates. So he was able to show when the market's doing well, nobody's looking at their statements, right? Everybody's happy. And the rates that these kind of broadcasting companies can charge goes down because they have less eyeballs. And when there's a lot of fear and anxiety and, you know, another recession coming, you know, whatever it is. There's more eyeballs on those stations, so the rates go up. So I, I guess he was trying to make the point that they have a vested interest in being scary and dramatic. Right. And I think if people have that in mind and say, okay, what is their end game here? Are they trying to provide? You're even starting to see it in, in news and the weather. You know, the more dramatic you can make it. And how many times have we seen it recently where past years, oh, it's snowpocalypse or snowmageddon. It's like, it's a snowstorm. Get or or we don't get snow, but you know, hey, right. we got to watch this channel because they're, they're saying it's going to be really dramatic. It's not accurate anymore. So that, that I find very frustrating. Well, on your point, I think having a plan is really going to alleviate some of that anxiety. When we look back to the survey, a significant 86% of people shared that they were either extremely very or somewhat concerned. And I think that's evidence that, you know, thought of an economic pullback is, you know, another cloud on the horizon for a lot of people contemplating retirement. And it's something that people think about it. And given the unpredictable nature of the markets, the survey didn't stop there. So here was another question, Randy. How concerned are you that trends in the stock and bond markets will diminish your potential retirement income? The response, a substantial 70% expressed varying levels of worry from extremely to somewhat concerned. And, you know, we were talking earlier, Randy, about 2022, and it's evident that that was a challenging year, you know, for people that were keeping an eye on inflation. It's hardly surprising that, you know, this backdrop cast a shadow over sentiment, you know, in the survey. And it's tough to kind of have a positive outlook on the future when you have this barrage of bad, you know, economic data coming at you. But imagine for a moment we were reviewing responses from a year when the stock market soared. The economy thrived and inflation fears are put to bed. Now, my best guess, the results would likely paint a much brighter picture, teeming with optimism about retirement prospects. But there's a pivotal reflection point I'd love for everyone tuning in to ponder. How much do you want your retirement contentment, your sense of ease, your overall confidence to hinge on the stock market's roller coaster ride or the unpredictable swings of the economy? In my conversations with soon-to-be or newly retired clients, I often find that clinging on to these investment aggressive strategies just doesn't necessarily seem appropriate at this stage of life. Randy, I know you see that a lot. We were talking about Warren Buffett earlier, and of course, you know Charlie Munger, uh, just a, a pillar in a kind of economic world, and, and partner of Warren Buffett's passed away here recently, and. 
right up to the end, him and Warren, they just have some great one-liners. And and Warren Buffett, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but he often talks about why taking risk you don't need. Yeah, so he takes a look. If, if you have a plan, you can determine how much risk you can take. And with a lot of people, we like analogies here because there is a lot of jargon in our industry. But when we sit down with a new family and we put the, a plan in place, most of the time, they have far more than they, they ever thought they would have when we just factor in all of the things that we've discussed today. And I like to say, hey, if you've won the race, you can take your foot off the accelerator. You know, it's not about rate of return. Rate of return is another one of those things that's very dramatic that the media pumps up and, and everybody wants to talk about it because it's exciting and interesting. But generally, when you go from accumulation mode to you know retirement, which is preservation and distribution mode, that's not most important. Very rarely have people that are well into retirement saying, you know, what did my portfolio do? They want to know, do I have enough money? You know, where's my income going to come from? How do I avoid paying taxes? You know, we need to get some rate of return, but it's not the primary motivation. It's not like, you know, hey, I won retirement because I had the, the best return of any of my neighbors. Didn't sleep for a couple of years because it was bouncing around. But at the end, I died with the biggest, you know, the biggest bucket of money. It's not about that. It's picking the appropriate risk to get you to your goal, picking the appropriate vehicle to take you where you want to be. So I think that you can, you can with a little bit of, of uh, effort, a little bit of planning, you can eliminate a lot of those sleepless nights, the concerns. I also would recommend turn off the TV sometimes. They're not, they don't have your best interests in mind when they're throwing all this at you. Yeah, that's for sure. Because that can just you know kind of add to some of that stress and anxiety. And, you know, shifting gears for a moment, Randy, let's touch on a topic that's on the minds of kind of probably everybody. Social Security and Medicare. Everybody probably recently got their Social Security increase. Not surprisingly, Medicare premiums also increased, yeah. right? So it eats up a lot of that increase. But both of these are kind of pillars of retirement plans. But there's a growing debate and concern over their long-term viability, First off, the survey posed an essential question about the trust that people have in the solvency of Social Security. Specifically, people were asked about their confidence in the Social Security being around and capable of providing retirement benefits for their entire lifespan. The feedback, 44% of those surveyed expressed a lack of confidence saying they're, they're not very or not at all confident. Now, here's another twist. While there's clear skepticism about the solvency of the program, its perceived importance has really waned as well. A substantial 73% of the same respondents believe that Social Security will play a critical or modest role in their retirement income. This highlights the disparity between trust in the system and reliance on it. So many people are relying on it, but are worried that it's not going to be there. Similar story with Medicare, 34% shared that they're not very confident in Medicare being there in the form it is today. And I think this data points a really interesting picture, hinting at the unease that so many people feel about these kind of pivotal pieces of retirement. And I think that's something we really need to consider and think about. And maybe the last question we'll, we'll highlight uh, this week, Randy, really focused in on income. So if you've been nodding along, maybe relating to many of the responses we've discussed, the final question I'll bring up is particularly critical for you, and it deals with our roles and responsibilities as financial professionals. And the question posed was, do you believe financial professionals have a responsibility to introduce guaranteed lifetime income payout products to their clients? And the feedback was staggeringly clear. Only 5% disagreed with that. Vast majority felt that they should. And again, Randy, that's what we're really, when we talk about people's fears, we really are talking about retirement income. Right. So trying to find what's the right fit. There's not the right fit for everybody, but 
It all starts with your risk tolerance. You know, how much risk can you, can you take? Or what income sources do you have coming in? Have you started Social Security? Do you have a pension? What's the makeup of the accounts? Taking a look at all of that and giving you that, that safe bucket, that boring bucket that we talked about, that you're not worried about the ups and downs because you're covered. You know, it's our, it's one of the things that I think we enjoy about our job and that can be intimidating for people that are getting into the industry is that you're, you never know it all. You're never done learning. We constantly have to be learning about new ideas, new strategies, new products. It's very interesting when we uh, we were at a uh, event together not that long ago on some tax strategies, and you texted me in the middle of it and said, "Hey, this would be great for this particular situation with this family." Like, yeah. So we so staying on top of that, and for most people, I know this is not something that you're interested in. You know, that's what we're here. We're digging into those and then coming with these ideas and presenting them to people and say, "Hey, we think this would be a good fit to to solve this." And quite often we hear from people, I've never heard of that before. So just uh, leverage the people that enjoy doing that for a living um, and that you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah. And that's really important. And again, we're here. If you feel like you need help, that's complimentary with us. Reach out. We'd love to assist you. You've been tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.